0: Hello and welcome to the GX Podcast, the world's first podcast focused on government services and their future. In this podcast, we talk about everything related to government excellence, government service design and delivery, govtech, and citizen engagement. Join us for insightful interviews and conversations every month. Visit us online at gx.ae. Hi and welcome to the GX Podcast. Today, I have someone very special with me from GX Now, the documentary. I have Pete Peterson, who's uh, the Dean at Pepperdine University, and he was in GX Now, the documentary that was just released. Pete, welcome to uh, the podcast. Great to be back with you, Ian. Excellent. Pete, thank you so much for, first of all, uh, jumping on again on this podcast and also being a participant in the documentary. So last month, GX Now, the documentary released, and we've had a tremendous response from world over. There's tons and tons of people watching the film. It's on YouTube, Vimeo, lots of different platforms. Tell me a little bit of your thoughts, if you've had a chance to view it a little bit, or how was the experience being part of the film?
1: Well, I have to say it was an honor to be a part of it. You know, when we appeared my role in it was related to an event up at uh, the university of california berkeley where we had some great gov tech and civic tech leaders talking about the future of government innovation but to see that situated within the broader documentary which is as you say global in nature was at one inspiring and at the same time very encouraging And also daunting, I would say, because we had a chance and I had a chance in seeing the documentary to see that other countries are far ahead of us, depending on what level of government we're talking about. So it was both inspiring and daunting to see the full documentary.
0: And by all means, it was
1: not supposed to be daunting. So I. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? That's in a good way, right? I mean, I think what's happening in this field is we're seeing so much innovation and things are moving so quickly that. It's good to be pushed, frankly, to understand and learn in new ways how technology is being used by government. And at the same time, I think it's fair to say that sometimes Americans think that we're the leaders in all these different areas and we're not. Yeah. And so uh, it, again, it's I think it's good to be inspired in that way.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. And you know what? Governments worldwide, they excel at something. They're still catching up on many things. And that's the reality of it. I haven't seen anybody who's doing it all and they're all, they've got number one spot for everything. It's impossible. There, however, have been some really cool developments over, I would say the last one year since we filmed the documentary and the world has changed because of COVID-19. Many new things are happening within government. Government services are being really transformed and pushed to do things differently. I mean, you're talking about the US. In the US, you've had some really great experiences where some municipal and state governments have gone fully online right. and this is happening in Miami and there's some some that are still struggling. What are your thoughts? What are you seeing happen in the US as an example with
1: the vaccine rollout as an example? Prime case, no, for, Ian, you put your finger, you, Yeah, you put your finger right on the subject. I think that is a great window into how American governments are making better applications of technology, but at the same time, we're also seeing some of the challenges. So on the positive side, the vaccine rollout and the testing has required governments to use technology in some pretty robust ways. I know here in Los Angeles, the city of Los Angeles has used GIS mapping to let residents know where testing locations are. And now that has now transitioned into letting residents know where vaccine sites are. At the same time, we've seen some glitches. The city of Boston has come under some attack for the challenges they've had in their vaccine Mm -hmm. scheduling platform, which is an online platform. There have been glitches with that. Here in the state of California, we've had an ongoing challenge with our Employment Development Department, or EDD, which is the agency that issues unemployment checks to residents, Californians who need that support. And it's been uncovered in the last six months that that system has had numerous failures with people who should be getting the checks, not receiving them, and frankly, people who shouldn't be getting the checks, receiving them. And so we've seen some positives and negatives. We've certainly seen at the municipal level, and I speak with local government leaders all the time, the fact that council and commission meetings have moved onto the Zoom platform or on Microsoft Teams has made it possible for a lot more residents to be involved in local government. So yeah. that's been a positive in increasing transparency and participation. So I hate to say there's positives and negatives, but suffice it to say, it's moving in a more positive direction overall.
0: Of course, and I think many governments that were taken back because of the sudden nature of how the pandemic has spread and the pressure it has put on governments to do, think differently, think out of the box. And then they're not operationally ready to do these things. Plus there's the process that government needs to take and rolling out. I mean, the U.S. has 50 states. There's countless number of counties and local municipal governments and municipalities, literally thousands. And to bring everyone together is just a mammoth mammoth. It's a big task. I've heard, and it was in the news some time ago as well, that some governments spent millions of dollars on technology to create a COVID-19 passport, more like an application where they could track people. And they spent millions and millions of dollars in it. And they scrapped the project because they, it just wasn't working. What are your thoughts on a global COVID-19 passport system? How do you think the government should go about it, especially intra government international governments?
1: As someone who values our decentralized system here in the United States, I know that is it can also be rife with problems where, decentralized governments are helpful is that major problems tend to be contained, right? So I just mentioned this story about Boston and the state of Massachusetts. Yeah. If that had been a nationwide system for vaccine scheduling, we would have had really a massive problem. So I tend to be more, even in places where you could see a role for centralization, I tend to be more supportive of decentralized approaches to the use of technology. I just think that we can learn so much more readily from what works and what doesn't if we allow a number of these projects to happen, whether it's a city at the state level. Now, when it comes to the passport, obviously, that's a national function. And so in that, I do think that there is it is worth considering at the national level these kind of addenda to the current passport system. Obviously, along with passports, you have nation-by-nation nation visas. And so how individual nations might think about wanting to require uh, some sort of proof of vaccination You know, that's something that individual nations will have to consider. And we'll see if that would be something that would be taken up by other countries.
0: And of course when it comes to working with so many people, privacy comes into play, you know, protecting identities, yeah. it all comes into play. And while governments might be able to do that at a local level, at a country level, it's difficult when you're talking about cross-border a facial recognition across two different countries, it's a little bit tricky to share that data. And so I think It is. Uh, yeah, we just time. had a
1: Yeah, we just had a story actually in the state of New York where, you know, very interesting for that state as well as other states, once you get vaccinated, you get a card that essentially proves that you've been vaccinated. But in many of the areas where you may want to get access, whether it's a, an airport or other public building, they want proof that you have been tested. And the doctor that I heard interviewed made a very interesting point that while the vaccine is 95% effective, the tests are only 60 to 70% sure yeah so even getting a broader understanding of what kind of proof of resistance to covid may be necessary is something where there remains to be quite a bit of coordination are we going to continue to rely on testing? Or is are we going to now look more to proof of vaccination as a way of entering into public government buildings, public spaces, so forth? I think it's definitely
0: exciting times in terms of a lot of opportunity to digitize digital transformation. And if you look at some of the countries that are, I was speaking with my friend Ot Vatter, who was in the documentary and he used mm-hmm. to be the mm-hmm. e residency director. And he shared that Estonia is already, we have a vaccine tracking system, it's on blockchain technology, and internally it's working well and everything's working fine. And I wish we, governments, could learn from something from how these technology rollouts have been successful and so on. But I think it's a great time to change this experience that citizens have. And I know everybody's drinking from the hose right now, but I am positive on the overall outcome in the next, I don't know, a couple of years, maybe when things settle
1: down. Oh, I do too. I agree. I think, you know, the questions now are when we return to some sense of, of normalcy, what will we have learned? I know here, in, at a university, there are things that even when we go back to having students on campus, we're going to continue to offer a certain number of classes online. We've learned that in certain, under certain conditions, usually smaller class size is a major one, that you can have a very effective learning experience on via video, via synchronous video. At the same time, for governments, I think that there is going to be a lot learned about how technology can be used to better engage and inform residents, and we're certainly seeing that by some of these COVID platforms. We're seeing the GIS mapping I mentioned before. I think that's only going to become a more robust technology over time, especially for governments, and so I join you in that, Ian. I'm very excited about what the future holds. Amazing. Okay. From an academic perspective, you're looking at learning and education.
0: Do you think governments and government employees and governments in general need more education on on what? What is your perspective as an educator? What should governments... I really believe everybody should be constantly learning.
1: What about governments? What should they be learning going forward? Well, especially in this space, Ian, you know, this is a graduate... I'm the Dean of the Graduate Policy School here, and so almost all of our students are going into government in one way, shape, or form, whether it's local government, the state government, foreign service. And we have really increased here just over the last couple of years, both in our curriculum for the graduate degree, but also through professional certificates, our offerings around digital government. We're just in the midst now of a new professional certificate titled Leading Smart Communities. And in that cohort, and we limit it because it's an online cohort, we want to make sure there's interactivity of about 20 students. We have students from Nigeria to the Philippines working in various governments around the world in this class. And so I really do believe that for graduate policy schools in particular, because we tend to be that tip of the spear, if you will, that we're going to see increasing coursework, both in degrees, but also through certificates in smart communities, smart cities, and GovTech more broadly, absolutely.
0: Incredible, Pete, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us in GX Now, the documentary, as well as for this short, quick catch-up podcast. And we really, really appreciate it. The documentary is available online. Again, visit gxnow.com and please spread the word. Pete, thank you so much. Thanks so much, Ian. All right. You're very welcome. Thank you.